Welcome, 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 everyone. To Hello, everyone. This January twelfth or thirteenth, we'll see. 12th. Yeah, today's the twelfth. We'll see when it comes out. Um, NFL edition of the Green Room. I'm Daniel Zakowski here with Parker Resner. Correct. Um, we're actually doing this. This is our first morning of. I was, yeah, I was gonna say this is the earliest uh, Green Room recording in history. I think this today. is the first time we've ever done it before, like. Before five, before, maybe like ten. Yeah, <laughs> maybe before like ten. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Um, we've got a lot to get into. We got a little right. wild card recap. Um, uh, wait, wild card recap? There's a recap. there's a super wild card recap. <laughs> okay, there's a super us. wild card recap. Above us. Yeah. Then we should do our categories. I'm doing filling head coaching vacancies. I don't know what Parker's doing. We'll find out at the. We'll time. find out what Parker's doing in between yeah. the two. Then we're going to go on to preview of next week. Um, big games next week. A lot of good matchups. Yeah. And we're going to rank the quarterbacks. Yes, and then finally that. we're going to rank each of the remaining playoff pass throwers. That's what I called it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're using that name. We didn't do backups. We would have had a list of 50 people. Right, So yeah. we just did the top guys. Yeah, we figured you guys might also be sick of hearing <laughs> discussion about the third-string quarterbacks between – some receiver pass thrower uh, on the team. So, yeah, some actual real <laughs> conversation is going to happen. All right, you get us started. All right, first game in the Super Wild Card weekend in Orchard Park, Bills Stadium. Bills take on the Indianapolis Colts, led by Phil Rivers. B- Bills take the win, 27-24, first playoff win in 25 years for the Buffalo Bills. Good for them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not that they deserved it or anything. Right. I, I definitely thought that this game did not surprise me first off because I knew the Colts would come out firing because no one was mm-hmm. talking about them. Um, so, Dan, I have a question that I'm going to be asking after each of my okay. just little starter recaps. I also have one little takeaway from each game. Right, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, just to start just to start the discourse. Opinion on the Bills after this game, better or worse? Probably better. Okay, um, interesting. Playoff game, you know. Yeah. Uh, Colts aren't a bad team. I'm not taking anything that is away true. from the Bills for losing or for winning over the Colts. Like, eat three points yeah. is three points. Um, they should have lost. That's my takeaway because of the early on that Gabriel Davis catch on the sideline clearly wasn't a catch. That was sketch. Yeah. His foot was on the line. It was, I thought it was pretty it obvious. Was, it was close. And then I'm blanking on who fumbled that they called a fumble or didn't it Moss? toward the end. Zach yes. Moss. Yes. yes, that's yeah, what it was. I think he fumbled. Um but yeah, I'm not taking anything away from the Bills for winning a playoff game. Also, there was like I don't know if you saw there was a random like ten seconds that or no, no end of the game. There was a play that they just randomly called timeout it was in the wanky. middle of it was very wanky because I was upset about it. It was like someone went down, I don't remember who it was, they went down and they called it like keep the clock running. Mm-hmm. The, the ref said, keep the clock running. But then the clock stopped and wasn't running. And it was like, okay, so that maybe he was out of bounds. But then, like, before they snapped it, the, the play clock started running again. Yeah. So I don't know the game clock. So I, don't I, don't know. Know. I saw that and I was instantly pissed because I was already kind of like, what what is happening? And then the Colts got into there field goal weird... range on that play, yeah, but the were... timeout was called. So There were a lot of uh, questionable referee. We should add OT in that game. But yes, yeah. the refs were sketch. All right. Um, next game, the Rams went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks on their home turf. Seahawks did not look great after the game. Tyler Lockett was like, "Yeah, basically, people are just throwing new shit at us, and we can't 
respond yeah, we because we've it. never been a passing team before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, I don't know why Jared Goff didn't start. His thumb. Well, he couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, but like... Even after, dude, even when he was playing, I didn't think he looked Yeah, it didn't good. look great. It didn't oh, look I think great, he was. I, guess, but... I know at some point he was 7 for 17. I don't know exactly what he Oh, it, it was worse. It was at worse? At many points, yeah. Ouch. Uh, I, yeah, ouch, I want to say ouch, he ouch. was 3 for 14 at one point. That's, so. that's tough. Hey, yeah. he won the game, though. Yeah, it, it, again, it was just another weird AFC, or I'm sorry, NFC West game that you like, did call it. isn't did super call it. exciting yeah. for most of it. You just assume it will be, and it always disappoints. Cam Akers ran for 131 yards, and he caught, uh, I want to say, 52 yards, so yeah, that was um, weird. I I was watching that, and I, knowing that they were probably going to play the Packers if they won, I was yeah. thinking, ah, I don't like that at all. That's right. all I kept thinking. Um, my question for this mm-hmm. one isn't a question. It's just a statement. Okay. Troy Aikman said Aaron Donald was the best defensive player he's ever seen during this broadcast, and he played in a division with Lawrence Taylor. And I believe him. Isn't that absurd? And I believe him. Because normally old heads, yeah, they are... stick with their old heads. Mm-hmm. For him to just be like, yeah, Aaron Donald's the best. He doesn't Donald's beef with him, though, right? He doesn't beef with Lawrence Taylor? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because if know. there's if there's beef, then he's then it could be like a yeah, like he doesn't yeah, want to give slight, him the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I like that take. Anyway, third game. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm actually gonna say this was my favorite game of the wait. Before you start, okay. I have I have my one thing to throw in on the last. Game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leonard Floyd got his seventh sack against Russell Wilson. Oh, in this that game. This, this season, season, right? This yes. Season. Oh, wow. That's a great stat. That's I forgot an about insane that. stat. Seven sacks on one quarterback. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be a record or close to it. It's got to be. It's got to be. We'll, we'll look at it. I'm putting that. the top at nine on that one. That's the highest possible. Could it, No one could play each other three, more. No, it's only three times, <laughs> It can yeah. only be three. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's absurd. Anyway, the Aaron Donald effect. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, I'm sorry, went into Washington to play the old football squad. and They should have called it the football squad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Taylor Heineke led the football squad to uh, on this fine and Saturday. And it was electricity. It was absolutely he, electric. Yeah. It was, it was great because the magic never, like, really died. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like slowly you, faded. You, you, yeah. you were like, "Yeah, they're gonna lose." It slowly this game. faded, and you were like, "Okay, this probably isn't gonna happen." But he was still electric. Till Even the very late, end. though, uh, dude, he that was, diving touchdown—he was their leading rusher that in this game. Touchdown? Taylor Heineke. That was one of the best diving touchdowns of the season. My question for you, Dan. Okay. Does Heineke have something in him, or was it a lack of film on him? Probably a little bit of both. I think the speed... Okay, oh, you go with the level-headed, yes, boring answer. Yes. Here's, here's my level-headed, boring answer. Yeah. They watched the film, Yeah. and they just didn't see that he was fast. Yeah. And that's what he had in him. Yeah, that's that he it. He was fast. Like, they watched the film. He they was could accurate. Stop. They could stop. Oh, yeah. He had a few very nice throws. I was impressed by him. Um, but his legs were what really did it for me. Him and Wolford, just the backup quarterbacks this year, they're quick. Yeah, and I know. Unheard of. Never like, heard as of long as you're fast, you can at least, like, not look completely pathetic, I feel like, if you're a backup quarterback. Um, I don't know. That Broncos, 
uh, sub substitution quarterback that played wide receiver with like a word. Oh, Kendall Hinton or Kendall Hinton. Yeah. Yes, Kendall Hinton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, my stat this week kind of counteracts the whole Taylor Heineke thing. Okay, uh, Washington football team was five and one this season with Alex Smith, two and nine without him. That is an impressive stat. Mm-hmm. That is an impressive stat. Do you think? Yeah, I don't know if they win this game with him. The yeah. Buccaneers looked good today. I liked their Saturday. Did they cover? I can't. I can't remember. No. Okay. I. I think. Believe, or wait. I think they backdoored. Well, it was eight. Is the difference? Oh. I think it was ten. I'm pretty sure it was Tampa Bay ten. I, I saw a bunch of different lines, but yeah, I do. I actually do think they covered. Yeah. Okay. Well, my team. my prediction was that Alex Smith, if he plays, they cover. If they don't, they don't. Um. So yeah. They, this says Buccaneers eight or eight and a half. They covered. So yeah, that's a cover. Uh, and good teams win, great teams cover. So Heineke is a real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Buccaneers looked good, and I think that they actually looked better. They looked like one of the most surprising teams. This I think week. they're going to run a train on the Saints this week. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking. But we'll get into that. For previews. Um, next game. Ravens at Titans. Baltimore Ravens at Titans. You knew this game would take about two hours because they both they run the ball so ball. much that the clock would just eat up. The first half was done in an hour. Damn. Or wait, hour and a half. And the, then the college football championship was two and a half hours. <laughs> <in the> first, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first right, half. exactly. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of keeping track a little bit. My question to you, Dan, about this game. Before we get into it, <laughs> Ravens versus Titans. Is this a rivalry now? Um, yes. Oh, yes, it is. I'm glad you said. I that. I know. Well, obviously, going back to last year, then they had another good regular season game this year that literally ended in overtime. Mm-hmm. It, went uh, overtime. it was either OT or late in the fourth. It ended. Yeah, something like that. Um, I love this rivalry because it's just running. Yeah, against each other. I love it so and much. It's, it's a lot fashion. of great, but it's different types of running. It's like, oh, yeah. Lamar's doing. You know, avoiding everybody. Derrick Henry's going through, through everybody. People. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I I think it's a rivalry for sure. But I, I think, think it's a Ravens, rivalry. I think the Ravens took got got that monkey off their shoulder. True. And they are set up for success in the next like three so four you think years. Maybe just based they take on the over. Con- yeah, maybe they take over and they enter that like Chiefs stratosphere. If you know what I mean. Oh. Okay. Maybe not necessarily Chiefs. But like where they're humming. Bills. They're Chiefs, winning twelve yeah, games. Each. Yeah. I mean, they've won the last. I have the Stafford li- later on in the preview, but yeah. I'll, I'll preview the stat right oh, now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, they've won their last six games. Wow. Okay. And the Bills have won their last won nine out of their last ten. So that game's going to be a little fun. Ah, dang it! Next week's got literally no bad games. I just think the Ravens are actually ready to like power through now. Yeah, get and it done. The Titans. I don't know. They need to like make a splash. I feel like to. Keep themselves in like AFC title. They need a defense. Just one really good defensive tackle. That it really sets up your defense for everything. They (laughs) could use another corner too. They have a Dory Jackson, but like Mm -hmm. Malcolm Butler having to deal with twos is Mm -hmm. troublesome. Lamar Jackson had 136 yards rushing, so there's that. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, and his long his like 48 yard touchdown was beautiful. He had another really good run too that that he didn't score on. Um. He, I mean, he just looked good overall yeah. today. My dad said, um, 
boy, he's running at full speed after one step. My takeaway from this game is, so I'm still hot. Oh, you're still, yeah. And therefore, I'm buying a lottery ticket today. Oh, yeah. $600 million, mega bucks. Nobody else buy one. It's just me. If <laughs> if he wins, our content's going to be through the Dude, moon. <laughs> we're just gonna, I'm going to buy a pad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just paint it all green. We're going to have a <laughs> podcast house. We're going to call it the green house then. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, next game. The worst game of the weekend. I watched yeah. it on... Actually, no. This was this was okay. I agree. I, I think it's the worst game of the, the weekend. The Saints were at home against... In the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against none other than Mitchell Trubiscuit and Matt Nagy and the old Chicago Bears. Uh, they did not... They did score a touchdown. Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown at the end. I said he should retire after that. Yes. It was he a literally great, ran that, out that against a, his old team. Yeah, it's a great play to end on. You go out on the Saints, one-handed catch, cool, in the playoffs. Everybody in the world saw it. Yeah, he walked true. off the field into the tunnel. Just let that be the end of your career. Um... I, I like my question for this game. For Wait, did I give the score 21-9, to 9, the Saints won, if anyone cares? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears looked absolutely god-awful. The only reason they got Here's my th- three I, of these points is because of their defense. I didn't think the Bears looked terrible. On, on offense, don't get me wrong, they looked terrible. But, like, the whole game, I was like, the one thing I kept coming back to was, the Saints aren't that good. Yes. Yes, because the Bears are slowing. The Bears were slowing them down. At yeah, that's the very least you can say that they were slowing them down. And like, I just felt like the Bear. There was a couple plays where I'm like, man, the Bears are like making this play and one more play away. Plus, realistically, they had realistically they had 16. Denzel Mims dropped that touchdown in the end zone. Yeah. Th- so, that I was mean, one of the like, worst drops this I've is, ever seen. Was this seen. a close game? I don't know. That was one of the worst game, or worst yeah. drops I've ever seen Genuinely. in my entire life. And it was literally the only time they went deep. It, it they had no chance after that they, was even after, close. Yeah, they had no chance after that. Happened. You just felt the entire team deflate mm-hmm. after that play. My question: mm-hmm. Who is the most valuable saint, and who is the least valuable, aka shittiest bear? Like, Most why are the Bears saint. so bad? Why are the Saints good? Most valuable saint is Alvin Kamara. Yes. He can do everything. Correct. Shittiest bear. Second for me, by the way, was Marshawn Lattimore. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shittiest bear, I'm going to go with... I'm going to stick on the offensive side here. Thank goodness. And I'm going to go <laughs> with their quarterback, although I love Mitch. I, I like. I don't love him, but I like him more than Nick The Foles. MVP? Yeah. <laughs> the Nickelodeon. I did vote for it several <laughs> times. I saw that. I did vote for it. Because what part of my take was running a part big campaign Part of my take for... was running time. But I was doing it before because in my head I'm like, dude, if Mitch Trubisky has to accept this award, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> and then it happened and I was so uncomfortable I left the room because I was like, I can't watch. Did he have to accept the award? No, okay. no. But... They the they made the little kid announcer on the sideline talk about it, about and, how Mitch Trubisky yeah. played such a great and, game. And Nate Burleson and Nate Burleson was like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's nice that the first winner of the MVP doesn't doesn't have to be on the winning team. They just had to show some heart." That's kind of cool. I'm like, I like that. From, no, I like that from Nickelodeon. I like that. I like heart. It, it Let's was teach the kids. like for kids. It was probably awesome, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like as a. 23, almost 23-year-old grown man watching Nickelodeon football, I was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> those those situations are just awkward for me. Anyway, anything else? 
Uh, no, my take was that Jimmy Graham should retire on the one-handed catch. Right, yeah, and it was very funny that he ran through the tunnel mm-hmm. and just never returned. That I, I never know. will, and hopefully never will. <laughs> right. Uh, did Oh, did you hear, by the way, in that game? Uh, dang it, I forgot exactly what it was. <laughs> it was like Cole Komet got an autograph from Jimmy Graham at some point, or he was like his I, hero. I heard that. I don't remember this, like, the like tidbit one bit yeah but i did hear this yeah and jimmy graham was like he never even said that to me or anything yeah. <laughs> like he just found out through the nickelodeon people anyway the set my second favorite game of the weekend probably the cleveland browns mm-hmm. after years and years and years and years and years and years of disappointing people finally disappointed sent someone else home mm-hmm. disappointed shall I say. Browns were up 28 nothing in the first quarter. It was tough. It was, to tough to, it was kind of tough point. to watch at first. <laughs> it was tough. 48-37 was the final, so the Steelers in garbage time made it. The whole game was garbage time. That's fair. I said that from, after the first quarter. I said that like once it was 28, I was like, okay, I know there's technically time left, but yeah. this game's over. It's not happening. Like the Browns just needed to score one more touchdown realistically, and they were going to win. I know they scored, needed to score two in the end, but right. um, Steelers got lucky through the third and fourth quarter, and then the, Ste- the Browns just ended it on that Chubb run. Yeah. Um, Big Ben had the most completions in a single game in NFL history in He threw this it game. 68 times, correct? Yeah, 68 with 47 completions, 500 yards, four touchdowns, four picks. That's way too much throwing, especially for an NFC North game. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you this? This actually is not even my question. This is a separate yeah. question. I have two questions. Okay. This game. I have a question for in the middle of your question. Oh, my okay. take is a question, and it's probably one of your two questions. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> a lot of questions being thrown up. Um, where do the Steelers go from here? I think they run it back basically for one more year. One. While you have Big just Ben. Just one for um, with Big Ben. Because it's not and horrible. Outside of, that, outside of that, I don't really know. Because their, de- yeah. their defense is solid. Yeah. Their offense has enough weapons. Do, do you they bring a- Juju back? No. Okay. But I, I'm also not a big Juju fan. Right. I don't know how you could be after. <gasps> Who was, was it Collinsworth? Um, Collinsworth, Collinsworth loves him. He was just hottie and not like this guy. Hottie and not like this dude. Oh, because he's literally doing a TikTok. Day. Did you see in the fourth quarter, they're clearly going to lose Right before it played, Juju was dancing before they snapped the ball. What? It's crazy. You're getting blown out by at home by a team that you slandered. He is gonna say like, "Hey, but I I got 155 yards in that game." I know he's gonna be that guy. I knew I knew he'd always have that in his back pocket too, which scared me. You like, saw the Claypool video as well. Afterwards, um, yeah. What did he say again? So he like hopped on live or something. Yeah. Twitch. And at the start, a bunch of people obviously were in his comments, oh, and yeah. he said, I think I I'm not worried. The Browns are about to get clapped by the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I did hear you that. You just set yourself up, man. So, Why would you even do that? Yeah, I I love Chase Claypool, so now, I do too. so now I'm mad that I think he's being swayed and changed by Juju. Mm-hmm. I think Juju is taking his young receiving core around him, which is somehow younger than him, and turning it into <laughs> yeah, he's him. he's a vet on that. Team. I know, yeah. It's, it's shocking, but... 
their insanely young receiving core that's also very good is turning into a bunch of mini jujus because of this. A whole lot of prima donnas coming out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, so now I'm I'm annoyed with that. Um, dang it, I had one more question. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. I've got mine. Hit me. Um, next year's got to be it for Ben, right? It has to be. I think it would be over now if he wasn't making 41 mil next year. Um, but he is because I don't think Big Ben is one of those guys where you can just hide him behind like a good old line in Indianapolis like they did with Philly Rivers. For I also year. I think he could be like I think he could do that in like Philip like a Philip yeah. Rivers type of situation, but um, I just don't know if he'd want to realistically. There's no chance he'd want to try it with a like, new team. Also, yeah, exactly. Would he want to go learn a new offense, no. do a bunch of new shit? Dude, he's been coasting the last seven years. He's right, just been, right. he's been like he's been bored. drawing shit he's up been in like, the dirt. When they've said, "Ah, we, we might trade Big Ben," he's like, "I'm gonna retire if you trade me." So <laughs> don't trade me. Yeah, pulling the old Gronk. Yeah, the Gronk with the Lions. <laughs> That's my favorite video of all time. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> the laugh he does after yeah. he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> it's like, I played the season. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Strahan's just dying there. Everyone's just dying laughing. <laughs> Did you figure crying. out your last question? Ah. <sighs> Man. Otherwise, we can start our categories. Can I go first on categories, yes. at least? Because yes. my category is about this game. Okay. So I thought it would be a good transition last game of the weekend into my category. My category is just how bad was that Steelers L compared to the rest of history of social media Ls? Okay. <laughs> so I ranked what I thought were the worst Ls based on social media reaction that teams have taken in the social media era, which I kind of considered like after 2010. So basically this last decade. Really just what you remember being the most embarrassing moments yes. for teams. Yes, for sure. There. Let me just start with my honorable mentions, actually. Okay. Uh, my first honorable mention is the Texans blowing a 24-3 lead in Kansas City versus Mahomes. This one is an honorable mention mainly because Patrick Mahomes is on the It was team. more like wow Mahomes is mm-hmm. the best re- player we've ever seen versus man the Texans stink. Although we kind of did it's, Now it's yeah, definitely Texans stink. We kind of did know that. Another honorable mention not football. <laughs> Paul George that's a bad shot. <laughs> that was literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. How do you say that? How do you, after he, after just, he hit it. It's like that's a bad shot. And if, okay, and you're going home. And See you're ya. leaving. <laughs> anyway, so funny. Number five. And I'm going to go toward, like, mm-hmm. this is in order, okay. mind you. To the top? Yes. Like five to one? So this is okay. least embarrassing to most embarrassing. Okay. Number five, the Rams missed P.I. against the Saints. Yeah. And the Saints' yeah. o- overtime failure. That might have ruined the Saints franchise. They... It gutted them. It... Like, Sean Payton was, like, it got worse even because the Saints were bitching about it forever, and they bitch about everything. They changed the rule for it, the pass interference call, and then they changed it right back. Sean Payton was, like, on the phone with league office writing them letters and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, this is so vintage Saints, and I thought it was very funny, them getting slandered about it. Uh, Number four. And they were right. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That That is the funniest part. Number four. Okay. The Minneapolis Miracle, where Stefan Diggs caught the touchdown from Case Keenum mm-hmm. uh, to go to the NFC Championship. Marcus Williams, the Saints safety. Like I was going to say, whiffed. that's also against the Saints. <laughs> yeah, he whiffed. Oh, gosh, two Saints in a row. 
uh, he whiffs on Stefan Diggs at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest I've seen someone. Like, this is maybe Dude, the most individual a, one. Yeah, that was such a huge hit stick moment that you just, yeah. it's me and Madden every single play because, trying to hit stick <laughs> right. instead of like X tackle. Yeah, instead of just a nice mm-hmm. secure tackle. I, I thought it was, like, it might have changed his whole career because he was like defensive rookie of the year talks. Yeah. Like, this dude is coming for the Saints. He's still good, but he, I swear he was never the same after this play. And he never will be. And he never will be. And it's because of social media. That was a <laughs> wonderful day. Anyway. Oh, also, by the way, a nice little plug. If you're ever just scrolling through YouTube, look up Bill Burr watching the end of that game. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> he was podcasting while... Oh, he, while the end of that game was going on, he's like, "All right, I'll watch the end of the game for you." Guys. <laughs> and it was, he was like, "Are you kidding me?" Are you kidding? It was very funny. Very Bill Burr's top five. So funny. So Human funny. beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard agree. Number three, this Steelers blown up, blow out by the Browns. I genuinely thought it had yeah. top three. I when you have the mix of Juju before the game calling them gray faces, still the same. The Browns is the Browns is the quote. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been no, the Browns literally like about. guys I don't even know have been talking on social media. Yes. like I've just been I've just seen tweets. Browns not, linebacker Mac Wilson yeah, is talking shit. Yeah, I don't know who the guy is. I just click on it and it says Steeler or Brown or Brown. I'm yeah, like, okay, you're really doing this right now. I might I don't even know your name. <laughs> it was the combination of a. Or, here's here's what you need for a good social media blow up. A dynasty or team that's been good for a long time. That's on their downfall, a blown lead, or shit talk before, mm-hmm. especially from a very polarizing person like Juju. And from a team that hasn't had success in that decades. Doesn't help. Yeah, decades. That doesn't help things. Um, number two. Okay. Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead to mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I kind of thought this, this one's just one, too easy. This yeah. one's just too easy. Yeah. That's still they, going on. That's because still they happens. still get ripped apart for it. Like there is on uh, 328 every year. Like the Patriots yeah. in Boston, they kind of celebrate that. It's it was the the original like, damn, that's a that's a horrible blow. Uh, that's a horrible uh, comeback. Until they just did it like three more times this season. Mm-hmm. Last one. The Warriors blowing a three one lead in the twenty sixteen finals. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Because no one people became famous on the internet because of that series. Like, there are accounts that I still follow to this day. That had that great were, tweets about the three had great memes during that finals, and I still follow them because of it. Wow. Dragonfly Jones actually might be one of those people. I'm not 100% sure, but... He's earned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very pro-Bron guy, but... So, yeah, there's my... There's a, That's a great list. I thought it was solid. It's a very fun category. And I, there was even a couple that I cut off, like one more. Tebow throwing that touchdown against uh, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't let Tebow beat you. But anyway, yeah, there's my comprehensive list of social media L's. What a, what a list. Thank you. All right, my category is I'm going to fill the head coaching vacancies. Uh, I can't wait There for are this. seven teams now because who just got fired? Uh, Peterson, Doug yes, Peterson. Yes, Doug Peterson Philly. just got fired. I have these in order of least desirable to most desirable spots, not coaches. Least desirable spots to most desirable spots. In order, in order from least desirable to most desirable. Okay. Texans, Jets, Lions, Falcons, Eagles, Chargers, Jaguars. I know Eagles are high up. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't hate those rankings. I think the Lions might be a tick high, but... I... I Okay. That's my only disgruntlement about... At number seven. The Houston Texans are going to hire Tim Kelly. Tim, Tim Kelly okay. is their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Okay. Um, here's my... Without knowing too much about Tim Kelly, obviously I don't know too much. I've about heard the most name. of these. Yeah, I I, I know yeah. something about most of these guys, but not much about Tim Kelly. I think what happens here is Houston stays in house, okay, messes it up, and Deshaun Watson wants to leave. I think. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I that's that's my. <laughs> I was thing. very optimistic about that. I'm thinking he like they hire they make a bad hire, hire somebody that's already been there, that's already been calling the plays, and nothing's any better. And Deshaun Watson wants to leave. They've already hired that one GM that he doesn't like. The from the Patriots, like Nick Casario yeah, or so something. They just keep doing it. Um, uh, wait, I. And here's my reason for it being the least okay. desirable location. Okay. Because no coach wants to go in. There's so many good opportunities right now for coaching. Yeah. No coach wants to go in and have a disgruntled quarterback. True. Their best player, their only good player. And no picks and stuff. Yeah, no no first-round pick, no nothing. So nobody wants to go to the Texans. Um, you were going to say something, I believe. I was, well, they are, They I think they are meeting this week, so we'll have to see, like, how their relationship officially is, Deshaun Watson and this new uh, GM. But I actually don't hate them going in-house because maybe they just find some guy that's been on the staff. I don't mm. know how long Tim Kelly's been on the staff. But maybe they just have some guy that's been around for a while while they've been bad, and he's just like, oh, I know how to fix this if very I remember, easily. I've if seen I remember, all the problems. If I remember my research correctly, he's only been with the Texans. So he's, like, okay. worked his way up through the Texans. Which I love – see, I or, love Or, this. like, at least since he became, like, an assistant coach type of thing, he's only been with the Texans. Maybe he was, like, you know, some yeah. weird position somewhere else, but an actual, like, authority, authoritative position. Yeah, on the Texans. Texans. At number six, the New York Jets. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, they have the number two pick, mm-hmm. but not having the number one pick and then the number one pick and the number two pick are two very different things. Very different. So in the this Jets draft. fall very far down this list. <laughs> yeah. Desirable location. Yeah. Uh, the guy I have them hiring is Alex Van Pelt. Oh, Browns. AVP. Yeah, Browns uh, offensive coordinator. He was yeah. calling plays this week. Called a heck of a game. Yes, he did, that's and that's exactly defense. why I think the Jets just. Probably mess up and get it. Like, like this <laughs> right. one, this one good week yeah. in the playoffs, we'll take him. He'll turn our whole franchise around. He won't, um, <laughs> but it's not going to be his fault. Yeah, it's, it's just the franchise. This also could realistic. I mean, it could easily be the least desirable. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on this spot because it's like Darnold's. Is he coming back? You're, yeah, you're probably yeah. taking Penny Sewell with the second pick. So hopefully. I mean, you have a beefy O-line. Hopefully it works out. But, yeah, I like that. At number five, the Detroit Lions. Um, this probably could have been a little higher up on, uh, like you said, on the desirability list yeah. rankings. Um, but I went with Pat Fitzgerald here, Northwestern. Whoa. Um, I've been seeing a little buzz about Wait, for it. what team is this? Northwest. This is for the Lions. Okay. So, And here's my reasoning. Midwest. I think, yeah, so Midwest. I think there's it's finally time for the Lions to just restart. I think they I think it's time for them like they're not good. Yeah. And they should just deal Stafford, start with a fresh coach, fresh quarterback, fresh culture, fresh GM. Yeah, get everything back in order. Yeah. And 
I, give and if if he fails, you have an excuse. He was a college coach. True. We hired hey, we we hired a college. Build coach. a culture. Yeah. If they just yeah, you're right. They need to tear everything down because you can't go lower than the Detroit Lions. They are a low, low, low franchise. Yeah. So you have to. They've never won a playoff game. Break it down. Build it back up. Correct. And get Stafford. Boy, the day Stafford. they win a playoff game will be bananas. <sighs> At number four, okay. Uh, you liked this one yesterday when I said it. Okay, it's the Atlanta Falcons and Jim Caldwell. Great. Um, this kind of goes with the Fal- with the Lions. When he left, they didn't get any better. They got worse. They got worse. <laughs> so that only looks good on him. I don't think. I think the Falcons are just kind of holding on, and I think Jim Caldwell might be just kind of holding on. So he was I think an it works XFL together. rules guy. Yeah, last yeah exactly. I saw. Exactly. I think it just kind of works together. Uh, they got the weapons still, although they're probably going to trade. One of, if not both, Matt Ryan or Julio Jones. I'd say one of. I don't think I, both. You think? I, I think it's Julio, probably. Right? If it's one of them, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he's got a chance to come back into the league. Well, he, when, he, I think he gets a second. Mind chance. you, when the Lions fired him, he had been like, I oh, want to say was, it was, like, was like, like in three years, he was like six games under five hundred, which wasn't his career. Absurd. I think he was. Like two or three games under five okay. for the it, Lions. Okay, yeah, I know it was like the best they've been in the last decade was and he under seems him. Like he's just a good guy. Put him on the Falcons. Culture. I've never. I literally have never heard a bad thing. Like he's a good guy him. for like, for like that older team type of thing. Like yeah. starting to get older, he phases him out. And yeah, then maybe he gets fired before the new. The, right he's the not. New he's not like a. You start your whole culture with him. Mm-hmm. But he definitely can be a he wins you a playoff game type of guy. Okay, my number three is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I know they're high. not super. I just think it's Philly. Like people like Philly. People want to go to Philly. Passionate um, fan base. I have Brian Dabble, the oh, I Bills love offensive that. coordinator. Yeah. He was also the offensive coordinator at Alabama pretty recently. I think twenty seventeen yeah. to twenty nineteen. So, so he coached Jalen Hurts there. Ooh, um, and interesting. That, so Jalen Hurts would automatically be the starter. That's a big plus on me. True, on his uh, side. And um, you just have experience calling for him. That's just such a big. Yeah, thing. exactly. Um, I just, I think they need offense. They'll get some weapons in the draft for him if they have him. Like he'll tell them, "We need receivers. We need good receivers. Yeah, good, good receivers. If we're gonna make this work, that's fair." Um, but the, Philadelphia is just a big market. They could snag one in Famous this next team, draft. So, oh, there's so many. So many. Too many. At number two. I Oh, by the way, one more thing about that. I actually think that hurts the Bills a lot, losing Dable. Oh, I agree. I think I, I think agree. we're going to see them. You're going to see their offense not quite humming as much next year. I agree. At number two, and possibly ending up the same type of thing, but probably not, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are hiring Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. I like I love that actually. It just makes sense. The new quarterback. Um he was his Chiefs offensive coordinator, also been with uh University of Colorado and the Vikings. I wrote down here offense plus offense equals offense. And I love it. And I love it. <laughs> just a smart play caller. Get him going with a new young stud. Yeah. And see where it goes. Why not? Hard for me to hard for me to argue that. I was going to say uh, maybe that's the same way for the Chiefs. They lose being to me and they start to lose something. But Andy Reid's doing all the work there anyways. <laughs> it is. I just leave Andy Reid. I think it's literally just Reid and Mahomes. Yeah. And 
Because Matt and Nagy was Everybody on, else is a piece. Matt Nagy was an offensive coordinator on that team. Ah. And we are now seeing that he doesn't know shit about offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the most desirable. They got a pretty solid... Yeah, solid base of a defense. They have picks. Yeah, they have the number one pick and yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think they get Robert Salah. Or I Salah. like that. I like that. Um, I he, know. So here's here's the Jaguars are probably tempted to take some offensive mastermind of a coach to probably. try to come in and be like Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna be the guy. Yeah. You know, we're gonna get you all the stats. I think they should take a different approach. I love this. He's already, I love this. He's already good. Bring in a good defensive-minded head coach. Um, he's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers right now, if anybody yeah, doesn't know correct. that. Um, I think he could build up that defense and then have an offensive coordinator come in and just have him right. be specialized on the offense, on, get a good quarterbacks coach. I don't know. Worry about your assistance for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be good. Get the rest of the team good around him. Yeah, I don't know These what it is. These are a lot is. of culture hires. Right. Well, that's, by the way, that culture wins championships. Mm-hmm. So that's the correct way to look at it. I I think that you're right in, I don't like when coaches, like, for example, Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even focus on the defense. No. He doesn't even watch the defense. Uh, Vance Joseph is their defensive coordinator, former Denver Broncos head coach. Really solid coordinator. Not great head coach. <laughs> He literally is running the entire defense. Like, Kingsbury isn't even paying attention on the sideline when their defense is doing stuff. So, I want when I'm building a team, I want a coach that either does both, focuses on both, mm-hmm. or specializes on the opposite side of my best player. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, the, the Patriots, not to bring up the greatest dynasty ever or anything, <laughs> but Bill Belichick didn't care too much about the offense. He let Brady and a good coordinator handle it. Let Lawrence and a solid young coordinator with a couple new young trip tricks up his sleeve mm-hmm. and maybe just run it up for a couple of years in the AFC South. I mean, a lot of those teams are hanging on by a thread anyway, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, other coaching candidates I had written down, uh, Lincoln Riley, just because he's not going to be. He's in always the in the talks. But yeah, he'll be in the talks. Uh, Jason Garrett, I hope he never gets a job again. Uh, <laughs> he will. Josh McDaniels, obviously he's always going to be in the talks as well. Yeah. Urban Meyer, I've been hearing about him coming back potentially to coach in the NFL. They're saying he's assembling a squad, a, a staff. I, I don't like it, by the way, especially <laughs> if he's the Jaguars. I know he's been talking about the Jaguars. I yeah. hate that for him, for both sides. I don't hate it, but it, I don't think it would work. And then I also have Joe Brady written down. Yeah, I think he'll get offers, but he just got to the Panthers. Right, so it's like, I think he stays. Yeah, a little he'll bit. stay a year or two, and then he'll have a win something he'll, he'll, in Carolina. He'll first. interview a few times this offseason. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he already a few has. interviews. Four games only this week. Not a super division. Not a weekend. super. Not a super divisional weekend. Uh, Saturday at three thirty-five, we get the six-seed Los Angeles Rams going into Lambeau Field to play the one-seeded Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Um, we're calling this the game of matchups because across the board there's just so many matchups. You get two Aaron's on offense facing an Aaron on defense. Yeah. Then you get Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, which is going to be Ooh. insane. And I know you said that that's the key to the entire. Game. I did. Yes. Um, who else we got? Jair versus Bobby Woods isn't bad either. Yeah. All yeah. around. Well, and is Cooper just... Cup going to play? Do we know what his injury? I uh, haven't seen last anything. Last I heard, it was a no, but it was still. 
I'm pretty sure it's I a heard question. probably not. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think I heard. Um, also, the Packers defense has been pretty rough over the over the year. It's been better as of late, but uh, Rams look pretty good in the run game. Um, also, another big matchup: was. Kenny Clark versus Rams uh, running mm-hmm. running back kind of platoon Aker, they have three of them. because Cam Akers ran for like 140 yards last mm-hmm. week as we said so that could be that could be an issue it could be an issue long term and well, you know yeah, McVay, the Packers have always struggled with and run. you know McVeigh is just gonna like hammer you on your weakness until you find a way to stop it my thing is as a Packers fan obviously right. um I think we could just put six in the box and we should be fine and then everybody else is in pass coverage Jared Goff has a broken thumb yeah. You can probably beat him. I like I wouldn't worry too much about over the top with Jared. Goff. No, not limit at all. the short stuff. Yeah. Over the top if if he beats you one time then drop back a little bit, but otherwise play close to the line of scrimmage. Play play your defense 10 yards and in basically. The line is Packers minus 7 and the over yeah. under is 46. What do you like there? <sighs> Boy, I think it's two really good numbers by Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perfect this, numbers. This isn't in my look-ahead locks, but I would probably take the points with the Rams plus seven, only because it's seven. Literally, I saw it at six and a half on other sports books. I'd probably take the six <laughs> and a half for the Packers, but at seven, I'd take the Rams. Total, I would stay the hell away Yo, from. Yeah, that's li- it's going to get 45, 46, or 47. R- literally. If, if I could bet within a window of totals, which they should make that a bet. I don't know they if that's should. a thing. If I could, oh, that well, that is kind of a thing. I don't know if they have it for this one specifically, but forty-five to forty-seven, I would take that those three numbers and run. All right, next game. On, um, oh, by the way, I'd take, I'd also take the Rams in that seven for that seven. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a four, three, three or four point game. I like that. Moving on, uh, Saturday we get the Ravens going into Camden Park. Uh, <laughs> two best running quarterbacks in the league. Both no, 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 no. You got it mixed up. Camden's the Orioles. Orchard. Orchard Park. Damn, I wrote Camden. Camden Yards is the... Uh, <laughs> I hate baseball. I hate baseball. Orchard Park. <laughs> it's great because those are like my two favorite names of any stadium ever. Damn. Anyway. Two best running quarterbacks in the league, um, both from the 2018 draft. I agree, Bills should be favorites. They're two and a half point favorites right now. But as I said earlier, I think the Ravens just have that monkey on their or monkey off their shoulder. Yeah. Um, feed off the momentum going in. They're both super hot right now. And Lamar is running again. So yeah. I just think they get it done. Um, I'll take the points though. That's my You're gonna take Ravens plus Ravens two plus and two and a half. half, yes. Not my lock of the week, but yeah, it's not on my locks either. I think it's another great, great game. I was surprised at the line. Bills, Vegas has loved the Bills lately. They're only two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're a good team. Usually in a playoff situation, being at home is three points. Mm-hmm. It, you know, During the regular season, they say it's like two to three, but during the playoffs, it's like three. They saw Lamar's touchdown run, and they were like, well, give them an extra half. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I see this as they're hanging around each other for most of the game. I think someone will take an early lead and they get close again. But I think that the Bills just inch them out on big plays and they have higher big play potential. And I think that the Bills win in cover. And I I think Vegas wants people to take the Ravens in this. Mm -hmm. And 
It could almost be considered a trap game, but I won't. I thought about it. I'll take the I'll take the Bills actually. I would. Not a look at lock though. I was also a uh, big part of this was if the Ravens win, we get Ravens Chiefs, which yeah, is just right. Like, I feel like that's you know realistically when they're do both, we though when they're okay do when they're we both though playing their best when they're both playing their absolute best <laughs> they're probably the best two teams in right world, right yeah I agree playing a little devil's advocate but do we know the Chiefs will get never mind <laughs> great segue actually <laughs> right to Sunday two oh five uh, we get Browns going to the Chiefs yeah uh, line is Chiefs ten and a half I'm starting with that because it is my trap game. I that line have... is my track. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose. Don't get me wrong. But 10, but 10, 10 and a half is a lot of points. At? Wow. 10 points. Okay. 10 is That's a, a ton of points. That's a ton. And It's basically a blowout. Here's my thing. The Browns have the like a, a path to success if they can follow it. You run yeah. the ball, which they do very well. Yeah. Run the ball. Keep Mahomes off the field. Keep your defense off the field. Keep them fresh. Yeah. Hope they make a mistake once or twice, and you just run it down their throats most of the game. And you still have. That's how you beat. That's how you beat. Or at least cover. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I just think they have the path to success. Uh, So I like the Browns for minus ten and a half. Plus. Plus ten. Plus ten, and it's not even a half. I said a half again. The over under is fifty six. That's my trap game. Okay, double trap game. Everyone is going to be hammering this over. I would I'm guess hammering the under. I would guess that the public is gonna take because I like to look like what the public's on around mm. uh, Wild Card Weekend. Playoff well, because then games. you can just bet against it because right. the NFL fixes games. Right. <laughs> uh, so the Chiefs Browns over fifty six. I would guess that that'll have eighty percent of the public on it the, on the over, and I'm gonna hammer the under. I think. That the Browns, I think both teams are going to try to establish something on the ground because the defenses are the Browns' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense. Oh in my yeah, one hundred percent. I think they're going to want to. They're not better of, than the Chiefs' offense, but <laughs> my <laughs> right. I think Miles Garrett and Chris Jones are going to wreak havoc, and I think the teams are going to. There's going to be a lot of feeling each other out. It's a game of great matchups. Great All across the board. Denzel whole, Ward, he'll be back for the Browns. They're gonna be the Browns will be humming, and they got a chip on their shoulder now. So, I, I love that plus ten. I'll probably take it. It's not a lock, but I'll probably take it. But otherwise, I'll, I'm gonna go under fifty six. I agree, under fifty six. Just seems like fifty six is such a high number. But it also seems like, like think about it, thirty one to twenty. I mean, if the Browns realistically, if the Browns score like more than twenty points, it'll probably hit. <laughs> Like if probably the, if the Browns score three touchdowns, it will probably hit. Because if the Browns score three touchdowns, they'll probably score four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and interesting. If, if they only score, if they only score three touchdowns, and they're losing, then the Chiefs probably scored seven. <laughs> so okay, I have one more thing to say about this game. I think that we are gonna know if the Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl the first within the first three offensive plays they run. No, I'll say within the first. Six total plays. So I'll give it like a three and out and a three and out, say. Okay. Uh, within the first six total plays that they run, we will know if the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. That's my take. Because I think we're either going to see, like, if their defense is out there, they just, like, look really bad, and you're like, yeah. and you're like 
whoa, they're getting ran all over the yeah. place. Because if they get run on by this Browns team, they're going to get run on the week after by whoever the hell they play. Oh, bad, too. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm excited for that Chiefs-Browns game, even though it's the biggest spread of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Sunday at 5.40, we get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going in. <laughs> I wrote down Drew Brees well. and the Saints. Um, Saints are minus three, over-unders 52. In fact, the Buccaneers plus three is my lock of the week. Same. <laughs> it, Same back lock. To back, wow. Back to weeks. That's how you know we're humming. We are on we're the good. this this podcast we're is good. on the same wavelength right now with its picks, and I'm all over. Um, Tom Brady feels like a respectable way to go out for Drew Brees. Yeah, not that he deserves it. No, but that feels like how it's going to end. I right? think he deserves it. But um, yeah. Also, how are the Saints going to stop the Buccaneers? Like their offense. Well, oh. I mean the Saint the Dude, ABs. The Saints good. defense is good. I, I'm not saying it's bad, but the Fair. Buccaneers offense is just going to explode. It's on something. It's right going now. to explode. But I think I'm, it'll be a close game. Very close game. What do you? What do you? What would you set the line at if you had to? Oh, I think this is a fair line because again, I think home it yeah, gives you, you three you, points, and I think they're about. Even but right now, home, based on how they're playing, because the Saints give you three points when there's not fans in the stadium. Yeah, see that that I'm not 100. percent I would say yes, still. Okay. I would say it still matters at least two, which is why I I'm basically just taking the Bucks plus three here because I think the Saints are on a downward spiral. I think they know that. I think they're taking a peek at their future right now, and, and they might like, be missing the. They might be missing. Hold on, let me say this right. They might be missing the trees through the forest. They might be missing forest trees. Did I? I don't know if I said that right. I don't but know the saying, so. <laughs> like, basically, they're missing, they're looking too much at the, at what's going on mm-hmm. big picture versus what they need to do this week. That's true. They have a lot of question marks going forward. Yeah. Like in the next couple of years, obviously their quarterback position. And but... I don't think they care about playing inspired for Drew Brees. Like if this is because there's like rumors that this is it for him. Oh no. It's like, especially cause it happened so late in the year. I don't like, think they or, care. If, it, if, if they would announce that this is Drew Brees last year, like early on. Yeah. Like a farewell then, tour, which even... I'm shocked he didn't have. I, I still think he might come back next year just for wow. the farewell tour. That he would... seems like a huge wants a farewell tour guy. Oh, Mike. Have you seen any Monday Night Football game he's ever played? Have you seen they... any time he's broken a record? They stop <laughs> oh, the game and he goes to midfield. And <laughs> his kids are out there. He's, he's throwing the ball he's around kissing. with his son at, the half at midfield. <laughs> Holding his kid. He's got the headset Everyone's on. going crazy for him. <laughs> God. I hate him. Okay, for some real, now for some real analysis. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't really write stats for this. I just kind of did it and went for it. The okay. Playoff pass throwers. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I don't have any stats. Okay, right good. Now. I just have an, a list of eight names uh, in order. So I don't know if you want to go first with eight because I'm going to probably make you mad if I go first with eight. I'm going to start it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick it off. Okay. So I have two written here. Wait, did you go? So I did... Okay. Here I have Drew Brees. <laughs> okay, I'm, I I'm happy here. with that. Now, that after you say seven, I have to put a little asterisk next to me putting Brees here. Okay. But, but I do think 
there is a universe where he's the worst quarterback left right now, and it's this one. <laughs> uh, I agree, especially just because of the injury. I don't think necessarily he would be. Um, I, yeah, had I him, think he would. I had Drew Brees at seven, right in front of broken thumb Jared Goff. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna absolutely love my list. It literally says my as a, at eight Breeze or Hurt Golf slash Wolford. <laughs> at seven, it's either healthy Golf slash Wolford or, or Breeze if I chose Hurt. That's exactly what I was thinking when I did it. Um, I know Breeze isn't healthy either, obviously. But I don't know. I think Jared Goff stinks when he's broken. He obviously he won and he could win again, but I don't think it's going to be because if of him he's healthy, he's better than Drew Brees right yeah, now. Yeah. But it's close. So right. me with six. Yes, you with six. This is the most confident. This is the only one I was like, yeah, this is a hundred percent true. Baker Mayfield at six. Okay, he is for sure six. I think Goff and Brees are si- these two worse significantly. Then Baker kind of has this middle ground. Where, like, sometimes you're like, ooh, he looks good. And sometimes you're like, that was the worst throw I ever. actually had Baker at five here. So you're going to be interested to see who I put at five. Yeah, um, I am. I, I am. For some reason, I liked. I, I went youth here, I, and I regret it now, so I agree with you here. But um, And I'll just do my five now. I had Tom Brady at six. Wow. Yeah, um, I had him high. He's, he's just had so many up and downs this year. That well, I did go off literal play right this that's goddamn kind of moment. Trying, that's what yeah. I was trying to think. Um, and I know Tom Brady's hot, but Baker's pretty hot too, if we're being right. honest. Okay, that's so, fair. That's fair. So I was think I was kind of riding with the momentum. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I I don't hate that. I. So I have four then. Yes. So I have Lamar at four. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I actually had Brady at three. Damn. Yeah, I had him over a couple people. Uh, I just think he is humming right now with his receiving core. Now he has the weapons, so I that definitely. Yeah, I can't helped. disagree with that. I just. But he looks real good. I honestly, I think every quarterback on this list, outside of Drew Brees and Jared Goff, when he's broken, are all. <laughs> I like that you just seasons. say when he's broken, <laughs> not like <laughs> he injured broken, when he's broken. No, when he's broken, um, <laughs> mentally, physically, it doesn't matter. They're all humming with their receivers, like Mahomes, True, Rogers. Oh, we haven't uh, seen Mahomes yet, so we don't know if he's yeah, humming yeah, with true, his true, receivers. True, true, true. Uh, Baker's obvi- Baker's more humming with his running backs, but he's humming, <laughs> humming with his, with his <laughs> this week a play action really well. ball. Uh, right at three. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen. Okay. Good. You knew I was doing this. Yeah, I uh, had this too. By the way. Okay. I had this I, too. Did, we'll talk later. Uh, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh Allen's. Could easily be number one. Could easily be number two. Yeah. Um, but the other two have shown more. This whole Josh Allen's the best quarterback in football thing needs to stop. I'm sorry, but it needs to stop. Like he has done nothing yet to show that he's better than Rodgers and Mahomes mm-hmm. right now. He's, in my he's opinion, he's almost there. He's almost there for me. Yeah, and it needs to go for like two to three seasons, and then I'm like, yes, yeah, da, kid. What if he wins this game against the Ravens? No. He would I mean he would have to he'd for have me to, to say it this year he'd have to beat the Chiefs. Would he have to win the Super Bowl or just beat the No, Chiefs? no. Okay. If he beat the Chiefs and played well in a Super Bowl, I'd be like, All right, he's got my vote. Okay. Number You're two. two, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's the MVP this year. He's gonna win the MVP. They are they're gonna beat the Rams in a comfortable win. No. 
uncomfortable win, but by a comfortable score, if that makes sense. It'll be like a six point. I was kind of thinking the opposite. Uncomfortable score, or is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, like close game, but it feels like we're no, winning no, no. the whole time. I think it's going to be close game, but it feels like we're winning the whole time. I think you were saying yeah. blowout, but it feels close. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is I think that like the Packers. Well, I'm starting to. I think it'll hang around that six number most of the game. Mm-hmm. So it'll be between it'll be at nervous. thirteen. It'll be at thirteen, and the thirteen Rams are garbage six time thirteen six. It'll kind of like bounce between. It'll there. come down to an irrelevant onside kick. But, yeah, the Packers will win this game, and uh, Rodgers will look good. I, I will be very interested to see how Tay looks against Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be interesting. Who's the best corner Tay's face this year? I don't even know that answer. Like, Marshawn Lattimore, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I can't even think of who Because you guys play. haven't played the Bills we don't, this yeah. year, which no. is Tredavious White. You haven't played the Patriots this year, which is uh, Stephon Gilmore. So... Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, at number one, last one left is Patrick Mahomes. Not a hard choice. Yeah, not I'd a hard agree. Choice at all. Patrick Mahomes is the goat. Yep. Best Until football he player proves ever. He's not. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. I again, I just don't understand why people have like think people think he stinks now in the media. If you look at sports like, media oh right God. now, he is the fourth best quarterback in football. People live in the moment so much. It's absurd. Him and Andy Reid, I think that they cut 40% of their playbook off and they said, let's save this for the playoffs. Exactly. 50. <laughs> They've been winning still. They lost They lost one game. They lost one game. And like, people no, are, he threw three interceptions. People are like, these bills, these bills, they're on the cup. No. No, they're not. The, the Chiefs are the Chiefs until they're not. I agree 100% with how you put that. Because I don't think there's a – I look at the rest of the teams, I don't see a single one that can put up the Chiefs numbers right now against them. Yeah. Um, is that all we got today? You got anything else to throw in? Uh, aside from forgetting several of my takes, mm-hmm. I'd say it was a – It's a morning. B, hey, it's B, morning. Yeah, I'd say it was a B-B-plus show mm-hmm. and – the best morning show we've ever had. For sure the best morning <laughs> show we ever had. I don't hate the morning show idea. No, by the way. I don't hate it. Like if we we'll talk about this off air. Yeah. Thank you for joining uh the green room. Uh we'll see you Thursday probably we'll post NBA. I don't know. Yeah, we'll do, we do NBA Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do NBA Thursday this We'll week. do an NBA Thursday. Felt yeah. important to get the NFL out of the way while we could. Yeah, it was a um, great weekend. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh so thank you for joining us. We will see you soon.